Today on the Grow Your Church show, we're talking about four things your church website must do. Kick the doors open, let the party begin. Church Show. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're new to the show, this is where Christians come together to share ideas, strategies, and anything else that'll help grow their church. The show is brought to you by myfaithclothes.com. That's myfaithclothes.com. These are really cool shirts, clothes, bracelets that will kind of help maybe be an icebreaker. Like, for instance, there's a a great uh, shirt that says uh, Strong to the Finish and uh, has a picture of a cross on it with a a road. Um, Let's see. Play hard, pray hard. That's kind of cool. So they're not super cheesy. Uh, Now, I'm not going to say there aren't some on here that are kind of cheesy. I like this one. May the Lord be with you in kind of a uh, Star Wars text here. Um, Here's one. Jesus is the anchor of my soul. Okay. You know, Jesus Strong. It's a cool uh, tank top to maybe wear at the gym. But uh, some pretty cool stuff. And um, you can check that out at myfaithclothes.com. Now, today, we're going to be talking about, you know, some things your church needs to do. And one of them, believe it or not, it it sounds kind of weird, but... If you don't have a website, uh, your church kind of doesn't exist. I know that's weird, but if your church can't be, for lack of a better phrase, Googled, uh, for many people, it just doesn't exist. And, you know, this comment was true when it was made a couple years ago. And if it's possible for statements to be truer over time, then this one really fits that bill. Now, unscientific studies indicate that between 75% all the way up to 90% of people who, you know, these people are going to visit your website before they visit your physical location. Now, other uh, studies indicate that people will visit over one dozen church websites before visiting a church's physical location. And many, if not most people, visit the church's websites to make a decision whether or not to visit your church physical location solely by the online experience alone. That's it. If they like your website, eh, they might come check out your church. So what's the point of this? Well, the front door of your church has been moved. Yeah, it's no longer the physical address of your church. So I know you painted it last year and you thought that might make a difference. Yeah, it doesn't. It's been moved to your digital address, your church's website. And even though this transition has really already taken place, there's really not much you can do about it at this point. Many churches today have kind of the um, metaphorical, we could say, you know, kind of a do not disturb sign on their website. Instead of being an open door leading people to the church's physical location, many churches' websites are closed doors leading people to, well, nowhere. 
they're off to do another one of those 11 searches. So your church's website should serve as an extension of the life of your local church, not the unwieldy aspirations of a web developer or an intern or a volunteer. And as such, your, your church's website, it should serve the church by furthering its objectives. So we're going to talk about four things your church's website must do. Now, if you go, Dave, we don't even have a website. Please call me at 888-563-3228. Let's chat. We can easily fix that. And uh, for instance, there's a, a free, you can basically have a website for about eight bucks a month. And if you can do Microsoft Word, there's a free program called WordPress. And you can get a uh, kind of a, a, a set of clothes, you know, for your website called a theme for about 55 bucks. There's a great company called ThemeFuse that uh, you can use to uh, get that. But here's the number one thing. Your, your church website, what is it going to do? Because you're like, all right, I'm going to get a website, but what do I need it to do? It has to lead. It has to lead people to your physical location. Now, as a way of reminder, your church website should not exist as a separate entity from the church itself. You want it to serve as an extension of your church. Now, obviously, you don't have to worry about the people already sitting in the pew because, well, they're already sitting in the pew. The idea here is to connect with visitors to your site who are interested in potentially connecting with you and your church. So this is about the new person. And make this information readily accessible for potential new visitors as well. If they can't find the physical location of your church on your website, you best believe they won't be able to find your church come Sunday morning. So it sounds kind of silly, but it has to lead people to the building. So here are some things that really you just have to do. You have to share with would-be visitors. Number one, where are you located? How do I get there? What time are your services? Where do I park? Do you have childcare? And what should I expect? Those are kind of like, those are in the duh kind of category. If you don't have those on your website, you're missing the boat. Now, even though this information is some of the most you know commonly searched for on a church website, it tends to be neglected by churches, believe it or not. And um, these are really just the tip of the iceberg. Now, place yourself in the shoes of your visiting, of those visiting your church, and think through any questions they may have. Really, and this is hard because you've been at your church for so long. Think about this that you don't know this information. So, for instance, if you're in an urban location, do visitors need to pay for parking? Do they need to get a voucher? Is it uh, confusing entering your place of worship? And also, if you have a large parking lot and shuttles, make sure people know they can get a ride. So number thing, number one thing it has to do is lead. Number two is inform. It has to inform the different visitors um, to your website. Now, according to Gray Matters, which is a research and consulting organization, you can expect three different types of visitors to your site who you need to inform. Number one, you're going to have people attending your church. Number two, people attending another church. And number three, people who do not regularly visit a church. Those are the people who are going to be coming to your website. And these three different kind of groups have three different needs. 
Your goal is to meet their needs by providing them with that uh, information that they're looking for. So now, according to the research that we mentioned above, there are very um, common elements that these visitors are searching for, such as activities, you know, student groups, community activities, whatever it is, right? The, the bake sale, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're looking for the beliefs of your church. They're probably going to want to sample a sermon. Uh, and that's where I can really come in being the guy from the school of podcasting. I know how to get audio on a website, uh, prayer requests. In some cases, people might be looking for those staff information. They want to know who it is, is running the church. Obviously contact information. In some cases, they may want to call you. They may want to email you. So those are the things to, to think about. And that's just a starting part. Again, think through these different visitors that are coming to your site, the people attending your church, the people attending another church, and people who do not regularly visit a church. And uh, ask yourself the questions they will have and then put the answers on your website. Also, um, it's, it's vitally important to be transparent as possible, especially when it comes um, to your finances. And this doesn't mean you have to plaster your salaries of your pastors or your staff online, but it, it's something you might want to think about making available, even upon request, um, things like your financial statements. This will help people know how well you are or are not um, stewarding their tithes and offerings. Just a thought, something to think about. So again, your website needs to lead, it needs to inform, then it needs to connect. And this means connecting people with one another. Leading people to your physical location is one thing. Connecting these same people with the life of your church is another. So inform visitors to your site of upcoming activities and let them know about the service opportunities and connect them to an informational meeting about your church. Um, if you have community groups, plug them into those as well. And those are just some of the options among really a ton. The big idea here is to help visitors to your site and church to connect to the community life of your church. You do have a community life, right? Your aim here is to provide clear next steps for people, especially those who are not familiar with your church. I always tell people, so many people come to church and then there's nothing to do. And they're like, well, I don't know. This doesn't seem very active. So now this is going to look different from church to church, but you need to make this one of the priorities of your church website and really the church itself. Doing this will inform non-members and empower members alike with the knowledge of how they should encourage people to connect with the life of their church. So again, make your website, make that connect people with one another. And then lastly, number four, it needs to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the church is built upon Jesus and is really being built by him in Matthew 16, 18. And if you're like Matthew 16, 18, that is, and I tell you, uh, and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So that's really, again, that's Jesus really talking when you think about it there. So what you want to do is provide people, in particular non-Christians, visiting your website an opportunity to read, watch, or hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, 
Keep in mind, it's also important to provide them with a way to respond by making it easy for them to contact someone at your church. And so what we're talking about here is kind of that 30,000 foot overview of your church website and how those principles are implemented. It's going to look different from church to church. And so again, I want to ask you these four questions. Does your church website lead visitors to your physical location? Does your church website adequately inform those three different types of visitors? And you're like, what were those again? The, the three different types of people, again, are people that attend your church because they need to know what's going on, uh, people attending another church, and then people who do not regularly attend a church. You know, does your church website adequately inform those different types of people? Does your church website connect people to the life of the church? And does your church website declare the the gospel of Christ? And if your website was started four years ago by Earl because he said he would do it and it's in pieces, it's, it's not impossible to just start over. You know, a lot of this information you already have, you just have to organize it. And if you need help with that, Dave at Grow Your Church Show is my email. You can call in your comments, 888-563-3228. And if your website is bringing in people, if you've had people say, hey, because of your website, I would love to hear from you. It's 888-563-3228. That's really what we're about here is sharing ideas, sharing insights, sharing strategies that are working when it comes to spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Keep in mind, our uh, website is growyourchurchshow.com. Don't forget to go over to myfaithclose.com. That's uh, a way to support the show. Or when you go out to growyourchurchshow.com, that is, uh, there should be a link there to Amazon. If you click on that, that's another way to support the show. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Grow Your Church Show. Now get out there and spread the gospel. Our theme music is used by permission by Anthony Gomes. Find him at anthonygomes.com. Take care. God bless. God bless.